This is Ben Curtis, campus pastor at our Buchanan location. Thanks for joining us as we continue our podcast series today in 1 Timothy. Today and tomorrow, we're going to see that we honor God when we honor our leaders. I'm going to be reading today from 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 17 through 18, and this will be from the English Standard Version. Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain, and the laborer deserves his wages. So in chapter 5, really what Paul has been showing us is that our relationships matter. We have uh, just different generations, four to five different generations that are worshiping in the church these days. And so how we relate to those that are older than us, how we relate to those who are younger than us, that matters. And then he, he even gave some specific application just in the previous section on how we honor those who are truly widows. So he's really talking about, again, this idea of honoring him in the way that we honor one another. Well, in our passage today, and really for the next two days, we're going to see how we relate to church members. How do we honor church leaders? This is a this is a heavy concern because our culture is just training us to be suspicious of authority and people who are in leadership. And some of that, honestly, is due to the failures of leaders themselves. But as believers, it's important for us to be trained by the Word of God and not by the world so beginning in verse 17, as Paul says, we just read, Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. So he's not here talking about necessarily people who are older in age. In the New Testament, the word here translated elder it's used in a number of passages, and this word is used interchangeably with some other words, uh, pastor, bishop, overseer, but all of those terms are referring to the same office or the same role that we, we commonly call pastor. Now, in in many churches all across North America, there, there may be smaller churches, and, and they will basically have just the pastor, a pastor. Uh, we're blessed to have many pastors at New Vision. We have Pastor Brady, who is our senior pastor, and just many other pastors who serve under his leadership and, and just take care of various roles and ministries and people. And so we're really blessed, and we're in a unique situation to be able to have those things. But pastors are called by God and affirmed by the local church. Back in chapter 3, if you remember, we learned that there were some qualifications, that pastors or elders should be men who've proven themselves over time, who are above reproach. They have a track record, and their, their character is, is important, and people have had time to see that. And so the job of a pastor, the reason that matters, a pastor is charged with, with shepherding or caring for the church spiritually. And one of the primary ways that we do this is through preaching and teaching. You could see both parts to that in verse 17 because he, he says leaders or pastors or elders, they're called to guide, they're called to direct and lead. But then he goes on in the same verse to talk about how they're called to, to preach and teach. You know, As you think about those two words, preaching is really proclaiming the Word of God and, and calling people to obedience and faith and repentance. Teaching is explaining the Word of God and, and helping people to know what it means and how it applies to just the various aspects of our life and, and how we're to interact with the culture. So Paul, his argument here is that people who do that, pastors who faithfully shepherd the church, who, who are wor they're worthy of double honor, especially those who labor, that means 
they work hard and, and that makes a person tired. Uh, but those who labor in, in preaching and teaching, they should receive double honor. When pastors in a church are doing these things, they're faithfully uh, preaching and teaching the Word of God, our souls are nourished and, and the church is built up. And so it, this, is, this is crucial to the health of a church. And they instruct us. They help us to grow spiritually. They sometimes give us counsel privately. Uh, but what does Paul mean by double honor? That's, that's an interesting phrase. The word honor there has really two meanings. It can mean respect or it can mean remuneration or, or a salary. So there's a word play going on, and, and I think really it implies both. The first part of that, double honor, is, is respect. And I mentioned this earlier, but at one time pastors were, were very respected in, a, in our culture, but that's not the case anymore. All you have to do is watch how church leaders are portrayed on TV or in movies and, and in books or on social media. And, and you'll know pastors just don't have a lot of, of credibility anymore. And again, some of that, to be fair, is the fault of, of the behavior of certain pastors. But some of that is also a symptom of our culture that, that really just values the material over the spiritual and, 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 and wants to just reject any and all authority. Over the years, I've watched people, uh, specifically parents, respond to uh, younger persons who are pursuing a call to ministry or maybe even to missions. And it, it's kind of been at times... Uh, disheartening uh, because uh, I've, I've seen some young ladies who maybe feel called to missions and the parents who are professing Christians are not very supportive. They're they're like, you know, why would you throw your life away? You've got so many good things going for you. And, and, and I've heard story after story of young men who, who became serious disappointments to their families because they wanted to pursue this role of, of becoming a pastor. Well, that's not how it should be in the church. We, we should celebrate when someone feels the call to ministry. Why? Because we love the Word of God and we're passionate about the gospel and we want to see uh, a next generation rise up who are called and equipped to teach so that we can know what the Word says and, and we can know how God wants us to respond to specific situations in our life. And that's why the scriptures tell us that we need to respect these people who are involved in the ministry in this way. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12 says something similar. This again is Paul writing, but he says to the church of Thessalonica, we ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. So the command, give double honor to, to those who, who lead, uh, especially those who preach and teach, it means respect, but secondly, double honor does include this idea of remuneration or a salary. How do we know this? Well, back in verse 3, when Paul instructed us to honor widows, it's very clear in that passage that, that he meant financial support. So to build this case, Paul is quoting uh, two authorities, and you don't really get any more authoritative than these two guys, Moses and Jesus. Verse 18 for the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain. So that's Moses. That's a quote from the Old Testament. And by the way, that's not a very flattering metaphor for a pastor, right? And the next time you see someone up there preaching uh, an ox treading out the grain, that's that's not very flattering. But there you have it. And then he quotes Jesus from, from Luke chapter 10, verse 7, the laborer deserves his wages. As I think about many pastors around the world who serve in small churches, and maybe it requires them to be part-time or bivocational. They're working one job during the day, and, and they devote maybe one evening or two evenings and then most of their weekends to serving the church. They're, they're writing their message on Saturday morning or Saturday night. 
uh, and then just trying their best to find time for their families. In those situations, the congregation just can't afford them to pay, uh, can't afford to pay them a full-time salary. And and I'd say those guys are, are heroes. I mean, that is such an honorable work. And I know, I know men who are doing that. But again and again and again, the Bible makes the case that that if possible, it's even better for pastors to be compensated in a way that they can devote their full time to shepherding the church. And some of you may wonder, well, okay, what is the appropriate honor for a pastor? We've all seen mega church pastors living in mansions and driving luxury vehicles. So what exactly is a fair wage? I heard this a long time ago and it kind of just stuck. As a rule of thumb, pastors ought to be paid on the same scale as others in the congregation who have the same age and same education and same level of experience and the same responsibility. To put it another way, pastors shouldn't live above the congregation nor should they live below the congregation. Now, if you're new or maybe visiting or maybe you just tuned in, this is one of your first podcasts, let me just say this. As a staff, we, we don't set our own salaries. I think that's important for you to know. We have some amazing leaders on our personnel committee and our finance committee who not only make sure that our staff is compensated fairly, but they also hold us accountable and, and they ensure that we're being good stewards uh, of our budgets in, in the way that we spend. And I also want to just say on behalf of, of all of the pastors and staff at New Vision, hey, thank you for supporting our families. Thank you for understanding what the scriptures do say about caring for our leaders. Thank you for giving generously. We we all feel very loved and very honored by you. And so that's all we have for today. Tomorrow, we're going to look at how we honor our leaders by protecting their reputations. But also, what do we do when a leader is maybe caught in a sin and needs to be confronted. So hope you'll tune in tomorrow. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you then.